Hello there, welcome along to PTI Australia. I'm Russell Barwick, he is Sam Kegovich. Howdy. And because it's such a massive week for Australian sport with the Socceroos and the Wallabies, Ooh. I thought we'd start this show with our national anthem. So I agree. please, upstand, ah. and let's hit it. Oh, not this again. You're joking, aren't you? <laughs> That's twice it's happened. Can you believe that? Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. How can that be? That's exactly like the Netherlands when the oh. Australian hockey team were just sitting out there and they played the Kiwi, Kiwi National Anthem. I love the Kiwi yeah. National Anthem, but I kind of like ours a bit more. So do I. How can we replicate that again? Tonight on the show, Ferguson's a twit, Warner's a git, and Mark Neal's coaching career takes a bit of a hit. It does indeed, <laughs> but more of that later on. Plus, an English Rose takes the US Open, the Socceroos have made their mark, and the Blues are in disarray. Plus, we play toss-up, and it's all brought to you, of course, by our very good friends, sportingbet.com.au. And we start with the AFL, and the inevitable has happened with the Melbourne Demons coach, Mark Neal, finally getting his marching orders for their ridiculously poor form of just one win this year. That was over GWS. How was this handled, given that they had the bye, they didn't lose, and some are arguing it's probably their best performance of the year so far? How was it handled? I'll tell you how it was handled. Decisively. It was a, a cull straight off the guillotine. And might I add, uh, as, the, as the losses mounted, it became clear it, wasn't, it was an untenable situation. It wasn't the losses, it was the style of losses. And, and the manner in which they went about it, the fact that they were, they were not competitive. But having said all of that, if there's a classy bloke in all this, I know we got a half a brick to, as a payout, and so he should have. Right. Mark Neal in the gear... A little bit better than I how think, Dean Bailey handled well, it. Well, let me I tell you. Think, what, I think that he, he holds his I'll head I'll tell you what my take up. on it is. I think it was a very dignified exit, but I think more than anything he looked like a rabbit that was caught in the spotlights. Yeah. He was just completely, I reckon, caught by surprise. He was in his office planning the, uh, the training uh, for the uh, regime for the week yeah. when he got a call from Peter Jackson, the CEO. He was summoned to the office and then he knew. I think if he had been home when he got the phone call, he would have been attired in a more conservative uh, manner. Oh, I see. But so th yeah. There was a couple of things that came out of uh, the decision, including uh, some tweets by uh, certain Brisbane player ex-Melbourne that were a little bit embarrassing. But now that he's gone, the question is, who will take over? Ruse, Ede, Williams, Worsfold, Well, we all know Burns, that the, the word around the football campfire is that Paul Ruse the number one target. You sat with him on a plane... This morning. Coming back, yeah. What did you and, think? Well, I think he's certainly uh, thinking about it. He's going to talk And about I think it. if the deal's a good deal, I think he will accept. million a year over 12 five years. 12 months ago, he was, he was emphatic in saying no, but I think all his peripheral issues that preclude him being available are no longer as prevalent. And he, his kids are not going to... They'll be finishing with school. Yeah. One of them's got real talent and real talent. and probably would be benef benefited by being in, yeah. in Victoria. And I really think that the Sydney fans, and speaking from the heart, I don't think we will have too much of an issue with it because I know he runs a, a oh. program up here. But his idea it's of conquering the Academy, Sydney yeah. and conquering Melbourne, oh. that's a pretty... I don't think anyone character. in Sydney would even remotely consider standing in his way. I know Richard uh, Collis, for argument's sake, the chairman, oh, is no. all in favour of him get, taking a job if he so desires. They would only too gladly uh, well, uh, mate, ease him it, out of the... He's on TV uh, with Barry Hall and uh, there were some icicles yeah. in, uh, in there and they're starting Oh, yeah, but they're growing up. Oh, yeah. That's going to melt. That'll dilute so itself in time. So you reckon Ruse? I think Ruse, if he decides... 
Uh, otherwise, it'll be Williams or uh, Eads. Yeah. At a time when rugby league should be flying, there are so many off-field dramas, it's hard to keep up. How on earth do they ever, ever put up with all this? Blake Ferguson being charged for indecent assault. Ongoing Ben Teo's saga. James Tamu's drink driving. George Burgess allegedly yeah. running wild in Queensland. Is there a massive well, there you know, is. cultural there is. issue here? And um, look, the, the whole last three weeks when you throw in Paul Gallon's incident with Nate Miles, the one that gets me is James Tarmow. Tarmow's Four yeah. times over the legal limit. Uh, unlicensed driver, pl uh, other passengers in the car and... They're worried about the size of the fine. I mean, gee, I mean, we're, we're but what about the recidivists? I can't Blake stand. Ferguson should have said, yeah. "Hey, I got picked," but yeah. decided to ring up, you know, his his mate from Canberra and say, "Hey, let's go out and have a couple of beers." Josh Dugan, Josh Dugan Josh and Dugan him Dugan have and been him. mates for. They I have, don't know when they when they said, "Oh, look, there's." But a when's a penny going to drop? They are recidivists. I'll tell you what As I, I said to someone on the weekend. Someone must have said there was a rooftop bar in yeah. Cronulla, and they got the wrong idea of what it was. But I'll tell you my take on all this, all this macho behaviour and all this transgression, and all it is is concealing some obvious foibles, some very obvious weaknesses. You don't need drink to be a tough man. Let me tell you, and having rugby said, league has got an endemic problem in terms but of culture. Having said that, I'm. Thumbs up to Dave Smith, who's handled this magnificent. I've got no problems with his fines and no problems with deregistering players. I think that's what you've got to do. Uh, and you've got to make sure that they don't come into another club and, and you know... Exactly. That's why I was against the Doig. Rub the uh, face in, in it. The, you know, I thought it destroyed the very fabric of our game by appointing him in the New South Wales side. But, anyhow, anyway, that's their prerogative. OK. Origin 2 teams have been named, but the real talking point is the Blues in disarray. After New South Wales won game one... It appears now Queensland are all of a sudden in the box seat uh, due to the Blues' woes. Oh, yeah, Queensland will win for They're sure. They're going to self-implode New South Wales. Well, there's no way... I think Laurie Daly's called off training twice. Um, oh. They don't know who's... Well, they probably will. They're on the verge of capturing some of, of greatness and get these Jared idiots... Jared Hayne injury was one thing. Yeah. Blake Ferguson's another thing. Tarmow's another thing. Watnow's injured a little Watt bit too. Watt you two injured. or three debutantes, well, guys who haven't been in the uh. fray for a while, coming back into the side... Just going to be very, very difficult. And not only that, Queensland's on hard enough to yeah. win. Well, I'm just saying, on top of what transpired of the, uh, the Origin one with the Gallon incident, everything had to be going in New South Wales' favour to get them over the edge because you know what, what a hostile reception they're going to get in Queensland. Oh, yeah. My word. And the other thing, the Gallon thing, as much as some people didn't like what happened, others were OK mm. with it, it became a real... New South Wales versus Queensland thing that New South Wales got the upper hand. All of that upper hand from the first win, other than on the scoreboard, is completely eradicated. And all the good work that Laurie and Trent Barrett and Freddie and all of these oh. guys have done is but basically... But in terms of the spirit and the, the morale, all the spirit and the morale and building them up and creating this new game plan, because all question, been eroded now. All the questions are going to be about what's going on. How's the yeah. camp? All that sort of stuff with all the drama. Anyway, uh, good story. Finally, yep. uh, to golf and in the US Open, Englishman Justin Rose won his first major with a score of one over par. Aussie Jason Day finished tied for second with Phil Mickelson. That's about his sixth second placing in a major. But this win really was a case of last man standing on the tough Marion Layett in <laughs> Pennsylvania. The rough looked like that. I didn't mind it. I thought the golf was Look, good. I didn't mind a game like that every now and again because I'm sick and tired of watching you know, resort chip uh, golf courses, things. chip and putt, and everyone's 20 under or 18 under. It was refreshing at times to see them really struggle and fight with a genuine tough course. But I've got a problem, honestly, with a par three that you've got to tee up with a, with a, with yeah, a wood. Hang on. There was a par three on the course with a 98, not 100 yards. 100 yards. It's a sandwich. So you've got to take the good with the bad. And, in fact, Mickelson bogeyed it. And every course But a 297 par three with a wood 
any of the wood. Mate, every cor- Look, sure. these are the guys that knock it with these big fat drivers know, 335 yards down the middle. Look, I Don't enjoy- complain that you've got to punch out a throw. I thought it was outstanding. And to think of all that talent, the wonderful, the whole talent that was assembled there, not one could break par over a four-day You've got period. to remember there was an amateur there, and I think his name was Michael... Kim. Kim. Uh, yeah, Kim. He, he was, was even par one or two over with a round second, to go. Yeah, there. So, and I, I saw a tweet from someone saying, what would a four-marker, which you play off for, what would he have around that course? And I think one of the big uh, players might have been Westwood said, Mate, probably about a 90 We'd be 95. still finishing round one nah, now. We would have 76. After putting the cleaners through the Waratahs on Saturday, the British and Irish Lions get serious this weekend with the first test against the Wallabies. Oh, now come who on, wins this? Come on, the come boys. Come on, the boys. If you had asked me the same question on Saturday before the game, I would have said the Lions easily. But now they've got Phillips is in a bit of an issue. Jamie Roberts is a bit of an issue. Sam Warburton stunk on uh, uh, Saturday, and I don't even think he'll be in the starting lineup. Paul O'Connell was fabulous. Uh, Lydia was but fabulous. But they have waltzed through all the uh, all of Tom, Super 15 sides, that? haven't they? Was, Croft was probably the best player in the field for the Lions, but I think the Wallabies can see a little bit of an opening. And what got me was when they reigned in the change about the 65-minute mark, uh, it actually upset their makeup. So all of these good players, even though they're on the bench, they're not gelling. And you I think, think Israel will be the star that Robbie Deans thinks he will be? You know what? I still reckon he might play curtly at number 15 and Israel on the bench. But the good judges are telling me Israel gets a start. Oh, Israel's a star. Israel will lap this up. Queensland, back in his own environment where he was at Origin and when he was there at the Broncos, he will lap You'll it up. You'll get a rude awakening, you know. They don't hit You'll like... What? You'll get a rude awakening. Oh, I thought you said something else. What else do you think I said? You'll get a rude awakening. <laughs> They hit hard, the Irish and British Lions. Move I'd on. Love a... <laughs> I'd love Move one on. of those. Um... <laughs> That's part one of the headlines done, but plenty more coming your way. Aussie cricket's in turmoil, the Socceroos, baseball and more rude awakenings. <laughs>
Now, we don't want to give the score away, but at this stage of qualifying draws to a close, which players stood up and stamped their authority well, on and the stars of the new team? I've got to say, it's been fabulous and watching them this evening and also over the last couple of weeks. Robbie Cruz, Tommy Orr, but then you go to the old stages and we've, we've been yeah. big supporters of the old blokes. Yeah. Schwarzer, Lucas, yes. Timmy Cahill. What about Milligan? Milligan's been fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I'll yeah, go, what's he? I can't. I always get. I tell name. you what's impressed me most about this Aussie side. I always get his name right. And I've been watching Sasha. a fair bit of soccer since the seventies. You know when it was uh, uh, tribal. Yeah. This game, more than any game, that's him. Indicated to me that Australian soccer's come of age, not because of the names, but the quality of passing. It was spontaneous. Previous uh, uh, soccer root teams would invariously, when they stopped the ball, they would block it and then pass. But the, the ball, passing ball, of the ball now oh, was yeah, rapid fire, was spontaneous, was in the right direction, they overlapped, and the amount of scoring opportunities they created was almost English style. Well, last week European against Jordan, style. they absolutely towed them up. And they yeah. were great against Japan. And sure, Schwarzer saved our bacon, but that last-minute penalty, you know, it was, it's been great. And the fact is... No, uh, there's a lot to like about the uh, Socceroos. But we're very, very close, as we all know. There was big news last week with the New South Wales government announcing the 2014 Major League Baseball season will open in March at the SCG, with two games between the LA Dodgers and the Arizona Diamondbacks. It was described as the biggest, biggest international sports international event in Sydney event. since the 2003 Rugby World Cup. Isn't that big? Well, Barry O'Farrell, I'm going to tell you something. The Premier of New South Wales, yeah, hang on. you've been desperate. Sorry, hang on, mate. You just sit but back you'll there. forget this. Just because Melbourne didn't get this one, let me tell you, it is the biggest. Already, it's almost a a baseball game. The start oh, of the no, baseball please. season. Not a baseball please. game. You get hit over the head with a baseball it's, bat, you fool. I'm telling you, it is massive oh. for this country because not only will they all be watching yeah. here in Australia, and yeah. it'll probably be on ESPN. The front row seats are all occupied by the Labor Party, the and front bench. the entire population of, of Arizona who? and also of Los Angeles and yeah. San Diego and California. The whole of America will be watching this little This city. is the biggest beat-up. Barry O'Farrell and his oh, team have been so desperate to get a major event. They've tried to get the Brownlow medal. They've tried to get the grand final. They've tried to we get the, the Formula Brownlow 1. Medal. You've got nothing. And now a beat-up game of baseball. You know who watches baseball? 350 million no. Americans. And uh, have the ticket selling at $49 and $499. You are delusional. Oh, the lowest seat. How much does it cost to go? To, how much does it cost to go to the Formula One? Nine hundred and ninety-eight. If you and want to have a drink. How many million have you lost over the last ten years with that? Oh, but we're we're buoyant. We You'd got a triple A rating in Victoria. After Paul Gallon's Great king hit on Barry, Nate Miles in Origin One, rugby league powers have stepped in and basically banned punching in Origin and NRL games. So no more of this. If you throw one, it's straight in the sin bin. Was this the right move? Uh, no. Because uh, as everybody has worked out, what happens if three players throw one in that game too? Or four so players? So you're being silly now. Oh, no, I'm not. You've got to have the what if. It's a total overreaction. So you're condoning if someone does no, that? what they have to say is, in the situation, every situation will be judged, and the video referees oh. are starting to get it right. All they have to say You are having a is, bad day. If that happens again, we're going to I'll more than likely happened. send them off. I'll tell you what's happened. When Gallon It'll initially... end up like... AFL when they pull the jumper and they get a melee rule and they get a $2,000 fine for pulling jumpers and having a little brew. What's, what's one of the biggest communal initiatives at the moment? I got no Eradicating idea. violence. 
sending the clear message out and sporting bodies are, are at the that? vanguard. How are we going with the rotating Well, we're, we're struggling a tad, but sporting bodies Don't are at the vanguard of that the, reform. Get off that. I watched you play and I watched Les Boyd play and I watched Terry Randall play. But we're in a different once. era. Woo. Not once did I go out we and wore someone. We had Mercura crumbs on take, our knuckles before we ran out. Take some responsibility. I shaved with a chainsaw. I know you did, but that didn't mean that I did. No, you didn't because, because you were at I, the base camp. Exactly. Oh. And most of us are at the base camp. This Take is... responsibility. Just do everything on its work. merits. Don't just have a blanket rule because it won't work. I'm telling you. We've tried it. I'm telling you. This hard and then work. when we go Throw to the courts, they all Throw get thrown break. back out. Why don't we go to the courts and get them to do that? Mate. And say everybody who assaults in public goes to jail. See where that gets this you. Notion, That's the headline shush. This notion. Next up, it's toss-up. Okay, facing toss off up, this yeah. week, Leighton Hewitt, Bernard yeah. Tomic, Timmy Cale, Harry Kill, the Demons, the Giants, and That's, me and him. We're seriously going to... That's OK that. for Origin... Okay, we've both had a Bex, a bit of a lie down in the last 60 seconds or so, and it's time for Toss Up, where we pit two foes against each other. We have to pick a winner. I normally am right, he is normally wrong. Uh, first, who will go further at Wimbledon when it gets underway <laughs> next week? Leighton Hewitt or Bernard Tomic, Toss Up, who'll make it past the first round? Well, I don't think either of them will, personally. No. But I think Hewitt will outlast Tomic. Yeah. So do I. But you've got to understand, they're both going to face uh, seated players. Because they're way down the, ra the rankings. You know, Leighton's ranked now back in the 80s in uh, in uh, the world, which I think is a fabulous He's inside the top 100. He's inside the top 100 after that performance last week at Queen's. Well, he might escape a, uh, a seated player, whereas Tomic certainly won't. So he's going to meet a seated player. But That's regardless okay. of who they <laughs> meet... Tomic has got it going. But even Hewitt, headbutts the Hewitt's still got the capacity... The yeah, Hewitt's still got the capacity even against seated players to beat them. To wear got, them down. He's got mental strength and he just chips in and hangs in for the Mate, long haul. He's got a heart... Like yeah. uh, that big Leighton, and whether you like what he does or don't, he is what Australian sport is all about. Beautifully Hard, done. Tough and inspirational. Next, who is Australia's greatest ever footballer, do you reckon? Timmy Cale or Harry Kuehl? What are you thinking about? I'm going Harry. That's, oh, I'm you... going Harry because That's when, bad. when... Timmy Cale was clearly our best player. Well, see, you probably say that Timmy Cale's had better moments... Well, he scored the goals that has been imperative at a time when we needed to get Harry over the line. Harry brought football to a level that we didn't know about because of his... Uh, Dexterity. His efforts in the EPL and his efforts for Australia. He, he took us to a new level. Do you and reckon? I reckon that Harry Kuehl is our greatest ever footballer. He probably greatest needs ever to retire. And I reckon I'm giving it to Harry okay, Kuehl. OK, well, you could argue Out that. Out of those I, two. I reckon, those well, two. Timmy Cowles... Look... Timmy Cale has always stood up at Don't a critical stage. Don't get me wrong, stage. I love Timmy Cale. Timmy Cale has scored the critical goal on countless occasions to get us over the line when we needed to. Tim's got an expressway named after him. He stood in front of the Cale expressway. I saw and, that. And the Lucas Newell Highway. Yes. And the uh, Harry yeah. Kuehl Pill. That's I don't right. Know. Someone should have thought us up. And the Ossiek Roundabout. Uh, <laughs> One-way street, that one. Um, they have one win between them so far this year, and that was against each other. But who will win more games for the remainder of 2013? The uh, coachless, as we stand, Melbourne Demons or the Kevin Sheedy-led GWS Giants? <laughs> Toss up. Giants or Demons? No, the Demons. The Demons. Oh, look. From here to the end of the, the season. The end of the year. Well, the Giants won't win another game. 
Uh, they'll develop and they'll have honourable defeats, but they won't win a game. Their only chance of winning a game will be against Melbourne. Or Footscray. And or no, Western they Bulldogs. won't beat Footscray. Western no way. Bulldogs. No way they'll beat the Dogs. But they're a North, chance. Do they play North? They won't beat North. North will lead by 40 with 10 seconds to go and get beat. Possible. <laughs> uh, but they, the only side they could possibly beat is the, uh, the Giants. Uh, the, the Giants can beat the Demons. The Demons will bounce back. Look, they've got a new coach, uh, the Craigie. They'll, they'll, they'll be more determined. Look, I reckon, I reckon the Giants will win a game, but I still think the Demons who will win more. Who will they beat? More, uh, they might beat the North Melbourne yeah. Kangaroos. Yeah. Finally, who is likely to win a major first? Jason Day, who's now been in the firing line, or Tiger Woods, who hasn't won a major for five Clearly years? Clearly, Jason Day. Tosser. Jason Day. I've never been so... You know what? Tiger's forgotten how to putt. He can't putt anymore. Well, you've got you that know, thing in the and ball. And I'll tell you what else is wrong with Tiger. Tiger's playing conservative. He's playing within himself. He's starting to use irons Lindsay. instead of being the big bazooka where Lindsay. he can drive him out the... He is. I don't know what's happened to him, but he's become gun-shy. He's become aware of his mortality. Get out there and be spirited and daring. And you know be what? audacious. Someone and take me... the game on, Tiger. You become a very, very... Someone told me the other day that a wood signed by Tiger and he went for $400 at a charity auction, so he's losing his impact. Yeah. And I well, said if you had grabbed the iron that was hit by Tiger's wife, it might have sold for 40000 That was oh, a bit of a collector's item. Boom, boom. I'm going for Tiger because uh, he's going to win Day. another one. Takes the game on Jason Day and he can putt. That's me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's toss-up done. Next up, happy time, the big finish, the sporting right. bet, best bets of the week. Wait. God, I love and a lot show. More. It's I a great it. show, this show. Well, we've been nominated for the Aria. Happy birthday to a pair of Melbourne Storm and Queensland stars, Cameron Smith and Billy Slater, would you believe, both turned 30 this week. And on the same day too, June the 18th. Serious? What superstars they are, eh? I did not know that. Who do they play for? They play for the Melbourne Storm and they are fabulous. Happy anniversary to Tiger Woods this week back in the year 2000. He won the US Open by the greatest ever margin in a major. 15 shots. Who was runner-up? I reckon Ernie Els and Miguel Aniel Jimenez. (laughs) Didn't they tie for second? Isn't that on the script (laughs) No, it's not. not. I just off the top of my head. Of course it was. And could it be happy trails for Ben Barber at the Bulldogs? There's some speculation he may want to release from his Canterbury contract to head, would you believe, to Queensland to be close to You his know, kids. the last uh, bloke like uh, Ben Barber to go to Queensland and uh, be close to his family with Jonathan Thurston, he went all right, didn't he? He did, and let's hope uh, we can replicate that for him. Now for the big finish, led by our man Craig Wing. We've adopted him. Japan has caused a massive upset, beating Wales at the weekend. Wales had 15 of their stars away at the Lions Tour, but still... Big for the Japanese samurai. Yes, and they were shackled too. The V8 Supercar Circus is getting another new addition with Volvo joining the grid in 2014. That's five makes from next year after Mercedes and Nissan came on board this year. And who's going to be the driver? I don't know, but he has to wear a Terry Towling hat and put it in the back seat. The same. Uh, the NBA Finals are seesawing all over the place. San Antonio taking a 3-2 lead over the Heat. Game five. We're headed to game seven, folks. We are indeed. Ooh. Sporting bet best bets of the week. Canterbury to beat Roosters for me I in like the NRL. That. I like the Wallabies in Brisbane to win the first test. And Sporting Bet think Carlton can rebound and beat North Melbourne. That's it. I'm Russell Barwick. Download the podcast, tweet us, do whatever you like, Facebook, friend us, all of that. And I'm, uh, as always, Sam Kekovich. And more importantly, don't forget to book your baseball tickets. It's the (laughs) biggest thing out. You know it makes sense. Play the national anthem, please. (laughs) This is better.